The procedure was supposed to take six months, but I was impatient. I paid the handsome doctor a little extra to speed up the process. However, I may have made a mistake. Poetic earthlings. I live in an upper middle class area with a double car garage, nosy neighbors, and a white picket fence. Front lawn trimmed with daffodils and two oak trees reaching to the clouds. I envisioned my children climbing the oaks, building a treehouse, and running through the sprinklers. Thought about birthday parties with inflatable castles. We didn't have any children, and now it's too late. If only the hand of fate didn't take my husband away. We could have grown old and gray, sitting on the veranda drinking lemonade as we watch our grandchildren play. The doctor built the arms and legs and all the connections from scratch. He warned against designing a carbon copy of my husband. He said the neighbors may ask the obvious question since most of them attended the funeral. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He gave him a thinner nose and a lighter complexion, broader shoulders, bigger chest, and more defined abs. Even his <clears throat> unmentionable part was slightly bigger. I'll take credit for that. The doctor made no guarantees, and of course, there's no refund. He did say he was able to transfer my husband's consciousness into the life replica. That's encouraging. However, the procedure is experimental. York, or the life replica, was scheduled to arrive at 12 p.m. sharp. I had five more minutes. I fixed my hair, put on a red strapless dress and a bit of eyeshadow. I stared in the bathroom mirror. Will he even recognize me? You may think I should move on, find someone else to marry, and get busy making babies. Trust me, I was thinking about it. But when you have been with the love of your life for such a long time, it's hard to let go. Great, now I have the Frozen song stuck in my head. The doorbell rang precisely at 12 noon. A long steel rectangle box stood upright on the patio. I'm sure old Gritta is looking through her binoculars. I could always rely on the old coot to be messing around in my business. I swear she must sit by her bedroom window and take notes. I saluted old Gritta with my middle finger and rolled the box inside. The silver box was smooth with no latches or buttons. The instruction manual was attached. Congratulations on your new life replica. Your husband's consciousness, including most of his memories, have been updated. Deficiencies and technical glitches will be reduced over time. Normally, a life replica takes six months to design, but you wanted it sooner. His speech and cognitive abilities will improve, so please be patient. To open the box, say his name. 
This felt like one of those dumb horror movies where the viewers are screaming at the TV, begging the girl not to open the box. Ugh, what have I gotten myself into? I could change my mind, swallow the financial loss, and call it a day, but curiosity got the best of me. York. The door slid open, and Adonis of a man walked forward with light brown eyes and a smooth gold complexion. He didn't respond, didn't look at me. He remained standing like a mannequin. This gave me some time to inspect every curve of his body. My hand touched his perfectly chiseled face, and I ran my finger along his lips. Is my husband in there? He mimicked my every step. When I turned, he followed. When I sat, he did the same. His eyes locked on mine without blinking. What was he thinking? Hi, sweet plum. My heart leapt. He called me sweet plum. York always called me his sweet plum. But his voice was mechanical. What's the occasion? He looked at my dress and smiled. Just happy to see you. He leaned over and held both of my hands in a firm but gentle grip. I felt like melting into his chest. What's wrong, sweetie? I couldn't hold back the tears. I love you. As my head rested on his strong, warm chest. Over time, his speech improved and he sounded more like my husband and a cyborg. However, his mental cognition was a bit loopy. Basic common sense stuff was hard for him to grasp. I can't tell you how many times he forgot to turn off the stove. And don't let me get started with his podcast. He has no idea of what to say or how to connect the stupid microphone. Testing. Testing. (coughs) Everything seems to be in order. All for the better when it comes to podcasting. The old York used to obsess over it. Night and day he was in his studio writing and editing. Can you hear me? At least with the new York, (laughs) mind the pun, I have his undivided attention. Speaking about his attention, my new and improved husband gives me back rubs and foot massages. He also takes out the garbage and washes the dishes. The old York was lost in his creative thoughts. The new one is selfless and eager to please. The only service he didn't provide was under the covers, if you catch my drift. I wore my skimpy little outfits, put on some old school romantic music, but he just laid there like a dead fish. Perhaps that part of his brain didn't kick in yet, so I told myself to be patient. We enjoyed intimacy in different ways, holding hands and watching the sunrise from our veranda. York appreciated every experience. 
he marveled at the stars. He was captivated by a spider's web. He showed me the beauty of existence and the mystery of life. Many years have come and gone. My tight young skin is now wrinkled and covered in liver spots. My hourglass figure has lost its shape. I can barely walk up and down the stairs. Never thought I would be regarded as a senior. Always thought of myself as a hot chick at the prime of her life. Oh well, everything changes. Nosy Greta died a long time ago, and most of my neighbors passed away or moved out as younger families moved in. I never had any children, thought about adopting, but I changed my mind. Too much paperwork. Oh well, everything changes. Even this house is getting long in the tooth, but moving ain't an option. Don't want to be stuffed in an old folks home and told when I can or can't go outside. I love my freedom way too much to put up with that crap. The only thing that hasn't changed is my husband. He still rubs my back and massages my feet. He still makes me laugh and shows me new wonders. His firm chest, chiseled face, and smooth skin was unaffected by age. Here you are, my queen. He placed the lemonade on the table, threw me a golden smile, and sat on the patio chair. We looked at the majestic oak trees and the children laughing and running through the sprinklers. Life has been good to me. I've been through many rivers, but I can't complain. I thought about transferring my consciousness into a life replica to live on when my current body is gone. But a replica is not the real thing. It can never replace me. My current husband could never replace York. I learned that in my later years. A human being is more than a collection of memories. Are you okay? He noticed I was lost in my own thoughts. What he didn't know was that I was battling with guilt. The guilt of not telling him the truth. I thought about telling him, but I didn't know how he would take it. My days are almost over, so I think it's time to come clean. There's something I need to tell you. I've been hiding this for so long, and it's tearing me up inside. He caressed my old face, tenderly played with my gray hair, looked into my eyes, and spoke softly. I know what I'm not, and I know who I am. The only thing that will remain is my love for you.
When you've been writing for a while and recording episodes, you tend to notice a certain pattern. I've been noticing a pattern for the past few episodes about mortality. It's true when they say that writing is therapeutic. It helps you to figure things out with your life and get all those jumbled thoughts in your, in your head and, and put them on paper, or in this case, put them to a podcast. What helps me to think about my own mortality is, is the Bible, is prayer, and also writing fantastical stories. Life Replica is one of those stories. I didn't think I was going to put so much of me inside of it. It just came out that way. This is just me thinking through things. But it's just you getting into my mindset. And hopefully by you getting into my mindset, it could help you out as well. If you want to do what I'm doing, recording episodes, creating a podcast, what a curdling studio is open. I could take your ideas and make sure that you sound your best. So what I normally do is I normally have a 30 minute zoom chat because I want to make sure that I'm right for you and you're right for me. We have to be a perfect match. I don't want to just work on any episode. I'm, I'm not like that. When I work on a particular episode with a podcaster, I give it my full attention, but I also have to like the show because you're in my head. I'm editing your voice for eight hours and sometimes longer than that. So I have to like what you're saying. You can reach out to me on my website, poeticearthlings.com, so we could see if we could create an incredible podcast for you. This is the second last episode. In the new season, I'm going to be changing the name of the show. It's going to be called Welcome to Earth Stories. It's going to be the same show, new cover art, but the same feed. You can still use PoeticEarthlings.com. All the episodes are there as usual. And if you use Welcome to EarthStories.com, it will direct you to the same place. And please tell a friend as well to subscribe or follow. Thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned to the season finale. Remember, show compassion to your fellow human. And I'll talk to you soon. Life Replica Part 2, written and produced by York Campbell, performed by Tiffany C. Lewis, with special appearance by Alex from the Time for Your Hobby podcast. If you want to overcome writer's block, imposter syndrome, and elevate your creativity, please subscribe to our free newsletter, The Earthling Report, 
on PoeticEarthlings.com. Can you believe it? Only one more episode to go. Stay tuned for our season finale, Susie and the Enforcer. I was given a gun with a silencer, a bulletproof trench coat, a black armored vehicle, a typed letter single space with the header marked Kill. This is Shantae from ctamarketing.biz. See you next time on Poetic Earthlings. Poetic Earthlings.